I just wanted to take a moment before we start the actual play. There is a moment in this game where some of the players were uncomfortable with the content. I did a check-in with them and they told me what they were uncomfortable with and I leaned away from that content and modified the scene a little bit. I'm very glad that I have players that can share those things with me and I love the collaborative storytelling together. So um, I just wanted to point that out for anyone that hasn't done any kind of check-in in their games or tried to modify content based on what their players are or aren't comfortable for. Um, pay attention to it as we uh, go into the tower later in the episode. Thank you very much. This is my actual play podcast series, What Do I Know About Actual Play? In this episode, our group will be playing Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition Streets of Avalon setting. The Streets of Avalon is a gritty city-based fantasy setting that is the brainchild of Brett from the Gaming & BS podcast and was developed by Encoded Designs. If you enjoy this campaign, please take a look at the Streets of Avalon at DriveThruRPG. All right, we should be recording now. Hello, everybody. Um, this is my actual play game of the Streets of Avalon, and these are my wonderful players. My name is Jared Rasher, and I will have everybody introduce themselves and their character. Let's start with Eric. Hello, I'm Eric, aka Gator. I'm playing Zindlane, who's a privileged, who grew up as a privileged, pampered no noble, but fell on hard times due to uh, alcohol and other addictions, and ended up on his face in the gutter, aka the docks, aka the place that we're playing, and uh, is finding friends where he can, and um, slowly climbing out of his doldrums with the helpful voice in his head. Very helpful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, Eileen, why don't you introduce yourself and your character, if you would? I'm not needed. Oh, you're going to meet. <laughs> I'm Eileen. I am playing Morgan. She is a cleric of Hermes, and she outrogues the rogue and uh, <laughs> quite enjoys that. Our rogue that likes to fall. <laughs> the gravity challenged rogue. <laughs> I, I almost took fly <laughs> as a spell. <laughs> Almost. I was this close, but then I found a better one. <laughs> Who's your nemesis? The ground. <laughs> All right. Uh, Brandon, would you like to introduce yourself and your character? So I'm the, the gravity challenge barge folk known as Bar Broomhill. And uh, he's more of a swashbuckler than a, than a thief. So yeah, you can have that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's pretty much borrow. <laughs> All right, and then uh, Bob, would you like to introduce yourself and your character? I would love to. <laughs> Bob, figure that out already. I am playing <laughs> Garland Bach. Garland is a half orc, a fighter who is kind of a uh, muscle for hire mercenary type with a fondness for black powder guns. Um, she doesn't get to shoot nearly as much because you reload the damn. Need <laughs> to work on that. Um, and uh, yeah, I try to keep the rest of the yahoos from getting their butts killed. You know, constantly getting into trouble. It's a full time. <laughs> it's a full time job. Yeah, I mean, not to not to uh, invoke much, but I do think Garland has not gotten uh, taken as much of a beating as your other character has when tanking. <laughs> I also haven't run into a sentient uh, washing machine that was mobile. So, so yes, for anyone that hasn't watched or listened to the, uh, the, the Eberron Quest game, you can find out what that means in context by yes, listening you or can. watching. <laughs> you should. You should. <laughs> All right. So to begin our session, um, we zoom out. We see the streets of uh, Avalon. 
Um, we zoom towards the docks. We see the, uh, the gray, ever-shifting uh, landscape as we get into our particular neighborhood. And we see now, instead of um, the cobblestone streets, the eroding business uh, buildings, we actually see the water that is standing several feet on the uh, ground as it advanced further into the year as the, um, the river underground begins to back up more and more to the district. And we still see um, carefully moving along from uh, lamp to lamp, a figure in tattered robes as they, as the sun is going down and the lamplighter lights all of these uh, lights. And we hear its voice. Feel your eyes on me. Yes, those eyes are still intact for now. I suppose you are interested to learn more about our brewing guild, the rising tide and the tower that is a well. Let me see what you have to offer. Are you uh, ready to part with the eyes yet? So, on that note, zoom back out to our heroes. Um, everyone took some time off because the well, which is the local gambling establishment, which has a hole that uh, drops down into the ground, appears to also have been a tower at one point in time, where one of the seals that they are looking for may be located. Because the river has been backing up, the uh, tower, or the well, as however you want to uh, view it, is filled up with this water. So... Our, um, our uh, owner of the, of the well um, basically arranged the guilds to do work that they are not normally permitted to do because of other guilds and have been pumping out. The In the meantime, while waiting for this to get pumped out, all of our heroes here have been. So I am going to ask each one of you, uh, Garland, how did you spend that time? Um, I did a lot of uh, sword work, practicing maneuvers and fight stances, attack patterns and different stuff like that. All right. Um, did you have any particular partner? No, I usually do that by myself. All right. How about uh, what what has Zen Lane been learning, and uh, how has he been practicing it? <laughs> do I I have I still have that book? No, I don't still have the book. Do I? Um, I have been I have been hanging out at the um, the place the, the Valkyrie place, right? Uh huh. Uh, and borrowing, like, pouring through their library <laughs> until, like, my eyes drip shadow <laughs> and talking to myself and, like, just just blindly looking over the book until one moment everything clicked as, like, my whole face, like, flashed in shadow. <laughs> and it almost looked like I had a different face for a while. And it definitely looked like I had different eyes for a while, for, for, a, for a moment. Um, and now I'm able to read the, uh, and now I'm able to, to shift my, uh, shift my focus as I, as I see it, uh, and change my eyes out for eyes that can read anything. <laughs> and I'm sure that, uh, Valkyrie Marley of the House of Odin, who owns that library, is not disconcerted at all between <laughs> you, uh, talking to yourself and having eyes that, uh, swap out for other eyes. <laughs> yeah. Deep, shadowy eyes that are... <laughs> And maybe recognizable if you know just the right about just the right type of information. <laughs> totally not creepy at all. No, not at all. I'm um, just focusing them. Just don't, they don't even look like they fit in your sockets anymore. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with his eyes. <laughs> and how has Morgan been training? So Morgan has also been pouring through and came across some interesting magic tomes and has learned new ways of folding reality. Oh, nice. <laughs> we, I, I are like you sure it. we're protagonists? <laughs> <laughs> 
moment. <laughs> and what about Baro? So Baro has been learning to roll with punches so that when he is attacked, he's tried to at least soften the blow somewhat. And he got a nifty new toy and a hand crossbow since he had so much fun <laughs> playing with Morgans. Decided to get something himself, but something a little bit more practical for his purpose. So, so now we have two people with this, but one is much louder. <laughs> Mine's better. Mine's sneakier. <laughs> Although I would say that your your gunpowder gun does certainly saw. It's more intimidating, I would say. Yep. Also, people in this district have all sort of uh, stories about how gunpowder works. <laughs> all right. Um, so in the intervening 20 days, while all of you have been doing this work and training, uh, the well has been shut down for gambling purposes which has not made Valkyrie Marley very happy, but this is also not her busiest time when the uh, streets are all flooded anyway. Um, the water drainage is proceeding. The well was broken into, and unfortunately, with, yes, unfortunately, Aragni, was, uh, Marley's bodyguard, was killed. In, during That's the, the one who took my coat, right? Yes. I had absolutely nothing to do with that. <laughs> She was killed during the uh, break-in. And in the meantime, while the uh, well has been shut down, a new gambling establishment called The Caravan has started up, and it is a group of uh, gambling tables on the top of a three-story building inside a bunch of tents. And Zindlane, since you have been reading in the library, you're hearing Marley, like, t you know, complaining about this place all the time. How dare someone come into this territory and open up a, open up a new gambling establishment? This is a slow season. Nobody should even be going there. Like, she is very not happy about this entire situation. I'd make a mental note to check that out when I... And um, now... I wonder, I, wonder, oh. I wonder if it's any better. <laughs> so at this point, we're going to cut to Garland. And Mother Ninra walks up to you. And she seems very calm. And she puts... Always calm. Yeah. She puts a hand on your arm and says, Um, Garland, would you be a dear and round up your friends? There's something coming. Some... What do you mean something's coming? There's there's something coming. Some Something momentous. I'm feeling a oh. lot of power building up. Okay, then. I step out and, and flag down the first uh, runner I can find. And um, currently, <laughs> uh, Morgan, you will know this. The During this time of year when the streets are completely filled up, the, uh, the messengers manage to make extra money by having barges that they can, you know, just like barges that they have somebody go on and they just kind of like pull through the streets ah, they do <laughs> that's awesome so garland you see one of these uh barges out in the uh street you there come come hey how are we you? got it, it, it is coral the one with the big floppy hat and we've worked with coral before oh yeah hey coral look um i have four silver pieces for you okay <laughs> two of them are for you the other two are for the two other people that you're going to go and send out so that three of you can go find Barrows in Lane and Morgan and bring them here ASAP. Okay, like, not a problem. Like I, yesterday. I, I know exactly where, where Mistress Morgan is at and everyone else I can figure out. All right. <laughs> so Barrow's somewhere out there fighting gravity probably. <laughs> I would say that he probably, since, especially since everything's flooding, I think there's probably a good chance that he's taking more of the high route and running across <laughs> rooftops and whatnot. Yes. So um, Coral like uh, manages to go out and pick up Kina and Shaggy and Scuff, the other people that uh, Coral usually associates, and they start pulling around the district looking for, for people. And in the meantime, uh, Mother Ninra looks at Garland and 
Um, I have our special guest up in the attic right now. I don't know where you they're going to have this special guest. Yeah, I couldn't keep them in the uh, shed out back because of Oh, blood. those special <laughs> guests. Um, they're probably okay. <laughs> so in the meantime, um, Zindlane, uh, where are you at? Oh, I'm, uh, as they enter, I'm, I've just taken another book off of the, off of the wall, uh, and the, the deep, dark set eyes have replaced mine as I'm, as I'm reading through it and practicing with my new, new ability. And, um, the, the one that came to you, Scuff, and Scuff is the one that really has a chip on their shoulder about Barrow, so they intentionally didn't want to uh, pick up Barrow. (laughs) Mr. Zinlane, are you here? I look up and, like... The, the the essentially he sees the voice's eyes looking at him <laughs> and the uh the voice in your head is like uh, reading but they're calling me yeah like, um your 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 friend garland said that uh he wanted people to meet him at his place i like shake my head and like my eyes focus back into my normal <laughs> eyes um and i blink a couple times and say no no i've got to do this and then i and then i like yeah, wow, I've been sitting here for a long time and my like back cracks as I stand up. Oh my gosh, I can barely walk. Yeah, yeah let's go. Oh, this is great. I'm going to grab my, my uh, um, I don't know, nothing. Let's just walk out. <laughs> I don't need anything except this chair. I like, uh, actually, I like focus for a moment and like shadow kind of comes along my arm and I, and I, and my, uh, the great my great axe forms forms out of the shadow and then i said okay i'm ready for i'm ready for anything and you um the the voice in your head is you ever need a new pair of like do have some ideas thanks <laughs> that that might be <laughs> but no garland needs me i haven't talked to them in a while i wonder what's broke i wonder what's on fire now so um you get on shaggy skiff um borrow where all this water come from <laughs> Baro, as you're on one of the rooftops, something like hits very close to you. I quickly look to see what it is and kind of knowingly look to its origin. And and you see Kina down on a skiff with her bandolier of makeshift knives. Hey. I look at her and go, almost got me. Baro, um, Garland needs to see you at his place. Oh, okay. Uh, hmm. Yeah, so uh, I actually toss a, a copper down to it. <laughs> And you notice her reflexes are getting much better after all of her practice. She just kind of like snags it out of the air. <laughs> and then uh, Coral, you know, comes back to the actual Hermes and kind of hung out. Priestess Morgan, are you here? Hello? So there wouldn't be a response. <laughs> so I imagine he would go and knock on my chambers and still no <laughs> response. He kind of cracks the door open and looks nobody in he walks into the room and there's a pop right behind him (laughs) 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 yes yes what is it he like pulls his it's got his hat like pulled down on his head oh um uh give me a second uh brain rush uh garland garland needs to see you oh well okay thank you grabbing up stuff and stuffing (laughs) them into a bag um so all of you, you know, this neighborhood is pretty well flooded out. People 
um, people have kind of like thrown some crates to make some makeshift walkways, pathways. There's not always a perfect route to everywhere, but you know, this happens every year. So people are fairly used to kind of makeshift where they don't have enough crates. They'll throw some boards between the crates to make walkways. And you come up to that and you, the, uh, boarding house that, uh, Garland generally stays in. Garland, are you outside or are you waiting? I'm waiting inside. Okay. So what would all of you like to do? I'm, I'm going to try to jump out of the skiff, uh, like I've seen Barrow do in the, in the past, and fall face first into the water. <laughs> like you've seen Barrow do in the, in the past. <laughs> I'm gonna say like like because you, you you know your your leg was kind of like partially asleep from from being in there when you jump up there. Uh, give me a deck save at disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, all right. One roll is two roll is twelve. So I got a thirteen. Okay, so. You almost, you almost lose it. Like you, you feel your leg like buckle underneath you because you can't, you can't actually feel the leg at all. <laughs> and then you kind of do the, the, the windmilling arms and then just kind of barely step over onto the uh, crate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, I brush, brush myself off, look around to see if anybody saw that and uh, saunter, saunter cockily into the bar. Totally meant to do that. I definitely saw that. <laughs> but I didn't see you see that, so. <laughs> I think I'm good. <laughs> but I saw you not see her see this. <laughs> so, so what about Borrow and Morgan's? So I think that, are there any windows? Um, yeah, I, th I, I believe there is a uh, third floor window, basically the attic storage. I am going to attempt to run from a roof and dive into the window. <laughs> All right. Uh, give me an acrobatics check. Set myself up early. <laughs> Not bad. Okay. That is a 26. Oh, jeez. So you dive through this window and you roll forward and, you know, jump back up on your feet and you're standing there. And in this attic space, you see the two, uh, the two thugs that, had the uh all of the runes marked on them that are still kind of sitting there not all there and they see uh borrow come in and <laughs> so your audience is two people that did not entirely appreciate the uh i'm standing there with like arms out like <laughs> look at me and, oh it's just you two and then i just kind of like glumly just like go <laughs> nothing worse than wasted theatrics <laughs> and what about goal. morgan yeah i'm just the little barge uh bump up against the front door and saunter on in with dry feet walk in like a dignified person <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right so garland um they're all here and uh, also just to clarify for everybody um as far as my notes show you all have inspiration yeah i think and that's right that's what my notes show as well Mother uh, Mother Nindra gets out some tea and she sets a place for five people at this table. Now, I don't know if our other guest is feel like having to be unprepared. Do you need a chair today? And uh, so the, you hear the, the voice in your head saying, she's talking about. Oh. And then Mother Nindra, oddly enough, looks at you and goes, no, I'm not. <laughs> and none of the rest of you. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> and about this time, you hear this horrific screeching noise, 
and Baro, as you're like walking down the stairs, you know, down to the next level of boarding house, you hear what sounds like someone hitting that window that you came in, but someone larger than you and not trying to fit through it, but going through the wall. <laughs> Whack. <laughs> so they did successfully make it in though? Yeah. <laughs> They're just probably at in the, the window frame anymore. At the cost of the wall, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> And you basically just hear, like, it almost sounds like it, um, I am going to say, like, when you think of hearing dulcet tones, the beautiful music of Celestial Messengers, this is like that except metal, as this, uh, <laughs> like, metal, like, metal, Sabbath, or metal, like, uh, iron, like, iron. <laughs> yeah, well, like, like, like a more metal angelic uh, song being sung as in the style of music. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get me a theme song. I was thinking about that just today. <laughs> so um, from up in that uh, attic area, you hear this voice stop singing for a moment and then says, all right, I will wipe out yet another instance of this plague that is still seen on this plane and you hear like this shing noise what do all of you do run upstairs okay <laughs> i glance at mother ninra first it's our guest <laughs> hey that's our guest but they're in danger uh i think I... they are the danger but so... not you know <laughs> so i'm i'm not prescribing how this out but if everyone could roll me initiative i would greatly <laughs> why not i actually have dice well, uh, look at that. 13. <laughs> I rolled a three. 21. What did Garland get? Seven. All right. So it looks like Barrow, um, what did Zinling get? 13. Um, Barrow, Morgan, Zinling, uh, the, 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 uh, no, sorry. Scratch that. Barrow, <laughs> visitor. <laughs> Morgan, Zinling, Garland. Okay. So, Barrow, if you go back up the stairs, that you, you see a figure. Um, they are wearing purple tattered um, robes. Their body looks like it is exposed uh, red slick bloody muscle like it has had the uh, skin flayed off of it. There are black tattered wings and there is what it kind of looks like a halo that's black except it's not so much a black halo as it is like a void that is completely empty of any light. That is very metal. <laughs> and on both of this figure's wrists are these um, manacles that look fairly similar to some other chains that you have seen before. And they are currently holding a large black greatsword that has um, flames just kind of darting up and down it. Are they regular flames or are they black? They're, they're actually... So I'm going to already have my uh, hand crossbow out ready to go and i walk into that and go what the hell is that thing um i'm just going to hold for a moment though and if it does any sort of advancing on me i will probably <laughs> <laughs> so um so that was borrows and the visitor gets to go next <laughs> and the visitor walks up to one of the uh one of the two people with the runes on them and attempts to run them through with the greatsword. Okay, um, that is a 23 to hit the uh, person that is not defending themselves. Yeah, I think it hits. Yeah. Let's see if he wipes this person out. Apparently, 
this person was not meant to die <laughs> because he rolled really low and he was rolling a lot of dice. So the person just makes us half-hearted, like putting a hand up, but it's enough that when he slashes down on them, it kind of cuts them through the shoulder, but they just kind of roll away and they're kind of whimpering in the corner of the attic. Oh God. And now um, he is going again at the other one because he can't. <laughs> That'll still hit. That is... That one, unfortunately, does cut down the other person. So the other person is currently going to be making death save. And, um, anything else? So that will be Morgan's turn. You hear, like, this strangled screaming from up there. Oh, I'm going. <laughs> All right, so you come up the stairs just behind Barrow. Um, because of the size of the attic, you're about 10 feet away from, from this uh, entity. And you notice one of the people is down on the ground bleeding out, and the other one is uh, injured but still up and cowering in the corner of the attic. I recognize this entity. Yes. Um, from the distance that you saw it before, it wasn't as evident that, that it was red because its skin is flayed off of it, but yeah. <laughs> Let's say, oh, it's you. Yes, it is I. <laughs> well, you only seem to kill bad people, so carry on. <laughs> Kind of just looking at Morgan questioningly. <laughs> Kill away, Angel McManus. Okay. Um, so Morgan is up there. Um, uh, Zendlane. Uh, I come scrambling up the, uh, <laughs> up, the, up the stairs, weapon in hand, and I see this thing and my jaw drops. And I like <laughs> just ask, what is that thing? Not sure if I want an answer or not. <laughs> And, like, over its shoulder, as it's getting ready to move on these people, uh, you hear it, it say, I was a messenger, but now I am simply a guard, a damned guard that has no choices left in a world of bleakness. Oh. And, like, faintly in the background, you can almost hear guitar solo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Garland, what's going on here? And Hugh Garland coming up the stairs. <laughs> But what's going on, Z, is that that is our guest, and holy, what the <laughs> hell? What? It's okay, he kills bad people. Yeah, but... He, look, uh, and here you... is your catapult, guys. <laughs> I thought it was a cannon. <laughs> and you notice, like, he's looking over all of you, and he looks at Garland and says, there's no taint of the void on you. Damn right. And he looks at Morgan, and none on you. And he looks at Barrow. <laughs> I see none on you. And then he looks at Zendlane, and he says, if you could just wait there a moment. <laughs> Hang on there. Hold up. I look at Garland. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, Garland, what would you like to do? You only had to use your uh, movement to get back up the stairs. Here. Yeah, I'm just going to interpose myself between <laughs> the angel and Z. And be like, hang on. I'm in no, I am in no need of a guard. That's irrelevant. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> and um, you, you, your voice in your head is going, oh, that is a fascinating relic of times past before the Soul War. It, um, fight or run? Capture. <laughs> if we could Ooh. bind it to our will, just imagine the... The powerful supernatural weapon we would have. Ah, oh, we could use it to help save the world. We could use it to reshape the world. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if this thing really wants to be used, Z. So, um... Oh. That thought. <laughs> just a moment. 
Sorry, so, I'm still not talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> so as uh, and you hear um, you hear Mother Nindra call up the stairs. I really don't want anyone to die in my boarding house. Too late. It's yeah. Yeah, a bit late. Too late for that. Well, the first one was just making death sick. Oh. <laughs> so um, yeah, Garland, you're in front of Zen Lane. Uh, we zip back around. Borrow, what would you like to do? So I'm just looking at everybody just kind of like treating this as normal. I've lowered my crossbow <laughs> by this point, but he's just kind of confused as to what exactly is going on and is kind of just waiting for other people to rest. Like, just another Friday night in Avalon, right? Uh, all right. Not this thing. I'm like searching my brain through all the books and I'm like muttering my spell, finding chain. Where was that chain? Where Since that you've chain been go? reading, you would like to either, um, uh, anybody that wants to do this, you can make either a religion or a or an arcana check. Mm. Yeah. Arcana. Oh my God. 19. <laughs> ah, um, I got a t- No, it's a uh, 19 with religion, if that makes a difference. Okay. Um, so first off, I have to see this because I rolled a crit on the poor guy in the So <laughs> I, I want to see how terrible this goes for him. <laughs> oh, terribly, I'm sure. Um, it's a lot of math happening over there. All right. See the formula spinning above his head. <laughs> so, yeah, he manages to skewer this, the guy cowering in the corner so hard that his body just erupts in these blue flames. So he is dead outright. He's not even making any, any additional saves. <laughs> And then the other one, um, he hits, but he doesn't kill him, or he doesn't, uh, he hasn't made a death save yet, so he's only at two death saves because he got hit while he was at zero. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> but yeah, the one is just like a pile of flickering ashes. <laughs> so, the knowledge checks uh, that uh, Morgan made, you, like, you know, we talked about this before when you saw him flying over, but Angel Lore is like a spotty thing. They're like celestial messenger. Maybe they exist. But now that you're this close, you seem to remember some details about the bindings and the, you know, you have a feeling that with any kind of like fiendish or angelic creature, if there was some way that you could force those, uh, the things on his wrists, the uh, chains on them off, it might actually free him from whatever he is bound. Is that a thing we want to do? That's a thing I want to do. <laughs> but you also know that um, releasing those bindings is also likely to use a lot of stored energy that is hot. So it might go boom if you freeze. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it is your turn. That's a good question. <laughs> Anything I've <about> discovered? <laughs> <laughs> do I save the guy who probably deserves it? Or do I free the angel and possibly make things go boom? Which... It's not necessarily a negative thing. <laughs> Meanwhile, you hear Sindley next to you muttering something about bindings. <laughs> yeah, don't like that. <laughs> uh, I was looking to see, hopefully, that I had a spell that might help, but... Ooh, I'm glad I kept that spell. Okay. <laughs> um, so, I want to, like, move into the room, not necessarily within striking range, because I don't okay. want trigger knee-jerk reaction. Okay. Like, hey, 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 you got some fancy jewelry there. Can I help take them off? Nothing matters. I do whatever I need to. If you wish to try and take them off, you may, but nothing matters in this existence any longer. I would like to try to take them off. <laughs> so he doesn't give you a straight answer other than just the... No, no, I'm saying that's what my character would like to do. My yes. character would like to move in and try to take them off. Okay, so you're going now to Now that I know he's not to going him? to try to swipe my... Yeah, no, he's not trying to do that. 
So yes, you can move up next to him. What would you like to do? Um, I want to do examples, I guess. Yeah, like there's they are very intricate. Um, there are like runes and signs all over them, and then there's like interlocking metal all through them, and then the chains that come off of them. I don't know if anybody showed you the chains that they got from the podium, but they matched the chain that were connected where, to the podium. Where them. did those chains end up? Anyway? Um, but last I remember, Draman. <laughs> Probably. <clears throat> so it's, it's, you know, you, it's almost more like a puzzle box than just a traditional lock. So you would be like moving <clears throat> things around and then, you know, encircling and, you know, sliding things around until they come apart. Well, I guess I'll give it a shot. <laughs> he's not stopping you. He's just looking at Zindlane at the moment very intently. So <laughs> is it, am I able to, oh, sorry, it's not my turn. <laughs> like, what is that look in his eyes? <laughs> <laughs> so, so how, um, how 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 do I proceed here? I'm gonna say you probably don't need tools, so it might be more of a sleight of hand. Okay. Nineteen. All right. So you're um. I'm good at that. Yeah, you're twisting these things around and following this pattern, and then you unhook this one thing, and one of them falls off, and nothing happens when one falls off. <laughs> And he, he looks at you and says, the cruelest thing you can do is to give someone with no hope a glimmer of it and then not follow. Well, don't worry. I'm not done yet. <laughs> and I also may have something in my magical bag of tricks for you. <laughs> so now it is Zindlane's turn. What would you like to do? Um, Morgan, Morgan, what, what are you doing? I want to go and like pick up the other, pick up the chain that fell. <laughs> and okay. But this, this, this doesn't sound like a good idea. So he pushes past uh, Garland and goes right up next to the uh, right up next to me. <laughs> um, oh, sorry, I did have one question before I made that action. Mm -hmm. Does what is he? What is the look in his eye that he's looking at me? <laughs> give me, uh, give me a, a insight check. Okay, uh, I'm going to spend my inspiration. Okay, is that okay? Yep, <laughs> perfectly all uh, right. That's much better, because a, uh, a nine was not good enough. An 18 is much better. <laughs> um, he definitely has murderous intent. Okay, I will not get any closer to him. <laughs> okay. Um, so you, you, like, circle around Garland, but then look in his eyes and... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I am going to uh, um, cast shield okay. in front of me. Okay. Well, in front of Garland in front of me. <laughs> oh, no, that's a reaction spell. Yeah, you can Sorry. save that until he actually attacks you. Um, uh, I'm going to, um, I'm going to put, I'm just going to like kind of get in a defensive stance and hold my weapon up menacingly at him. <laughs> That'll do it. All right. Um, so that was Zen Lane's turn. Garland, what, what would you like to do now that Zen Lane pushed his way around you? <laughs> and then backed up by, back behind you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. I just kind of walked in a circle around you. <laughs> Everybody, bad idea. Bad idea. <laughs> In, out, breathe. I got this. I got this. Hang on. <laughs> Why are you gonna free this creature? I think it's gonna eat me. Do we know who or what bound it in the first place? Maybe it's supposed to be bound. I, I mean, the chains look a lot like the uh, chains you found on that podium. Uh huh. <laughs> Do you remember those? Do you remember all the stuff that was supposedly kept locked up underground? I was not here for that. <laughs> okay. I know none of that. So, little history lesson. Don't do that again. Uh, because <laughs> this 
was supposed to be locked up, and now it's not, and that's bad. If he's a guest, who invited him? I don't know if anybody specifically invited them, but if there's one thing I've learned, when you're a guest in Mother Ninner's Cradle, you abide by the the host and the guest, all right? So, so am I a guest? Yes. And, and as you're saying this, the, uh, the angel says, it was nice to have those back when things mattered, before the world ended. The world hasn't ended yet. Trust me. Yeah, we're going to save it. Trust me. Have you ever heard an animal so badly injured that you know that there's no uh, other course of action other than for it to take a few more shun breaths, expire? Sadly, probably yes. That is the world that you live on now. It is making its last shuddering breaths. Right, that's encouraging. Appreciate that to save it. Good talk. Um, how about we all go downstairs, we sit down, we talk this out, we have some... You could help me save it. I will... Us. You could help us save it. I will gladly sit down and speak with you as soon as I burn the uh, taint of the void out of that one. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, see, you can't do that. See, I'm trying to free him of that compulsion. Just let me do the thing. <laughs> so, um, Garland, is there anything else you would like to do other than uh, attempting to <laughs> bring the situation down? <laughs> oh, everything about this tells me this is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know that stuff as good as I should because be doing that, man. <laughs> oh, why do I have to be the voice of reason here? Hit something. Um... <laughs> Maybe it was bound just to protect it, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like I said, let's all go downstairs and have a conversation and learn more about what's going on before we start refreeing or killing. Or I'm and, carefully and, keeping my keeping you between me and it. Yeah, <laughs> and it, if you say that, he is like, all the things I was guarding are no longer there to guard, and now there is only left to burn the void out of things until the end of things. It is all such a futile thing and he looks at the one manacle that he still has attached to him Look, okay i can i can fix this now i'll let you fix it <laughs> borrow what would you like to do not I'm... here not here <laughs> if it's gonna go boom here i live here this is where i keep my stuff explode where you eat I think that maybe we should go talk this out. There's got to be a better place to move that last manacle. I feel like I'm way out of my depth here. <laughs> right there with you, guy. Morgan, do you know what you're... Yup. <laughs> uh... I got a plan. Don't worry, I got a plan. So, um, Borrow, are you... If you take uh... that chain off, are you sure it's not going to kill you? It looks <laughs> angry. He's not tainted. Borrow, do you have anything specific that you're doing other than feeling that you're out of your depth? Apparently that's I, a matter of interpretation. Yeah, no, nothing specific. He's just kind of like, he has no idea what to do in this situation. And he's kind of pulled in several different directions and just hoping that the right decision gets made. And if not, we'll deal with it. My, my <laughs> desire to survive is, is fighting with my so, desire to do what the voice tells me. So... Morgan, he looks at you and says, I hope, I hope that you can succeed, but for now I still must finish my compulsion. And his wings spread, and he shoots straight back past you, right next to uh, Garland and Barrow trying to reach into his inlay. So if you'd like to take an attack of opportunity, you can. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait! <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, this is you can't. a terrible idea, but I'm going to take it. <laughs> going after a friend of mine. I mean, they have to do something. Don't All think right. the shield is going to matter, but I have it. 
So I, uh, since I already had hand crossbow ready, I'm uh, going to go ahead and use that. Roll the 21 to hit. Um, that will hit. Aren't you glad I said that would hit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's see, is anyone else within five feet? Yeah, um, me, me yeah. and Barrow, right? <laughs> <laughs> or me and Garland, right? Yeah. <laughs> and Garland, you can take a swing at him too as he's flying towards uh, Zin Lane here. Um, 21 for damage. Okay. <laughs> not bloody. <laughs> it's not going to be an attack per se, um, but I pull my pistol out, put it to his forehead, and go, no. <laughs> Normally, I would let you roll an intimidate check, but. Nope. <laughs> As you put this uh, barrel next to a face that has had all of the skin flayed off of it and is just uh, raw, raw muscle. <laughs> all right. So, um, unfortunately, then, that means he completes that. Uh... Oh, wow. So, that is a, that is a nine. <laughs> to hit? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't even need to use my shield spell. And then with the second attack... Okay. <laughs> that is a 17 with a second. Okay, attack. now I need to use my shield spell. <laughs> um, as he swings his sword, he's he's about to cleave into me, but instead he cleaves into this wall of invisible this invisible wall that sparks with shadows as his sword contact contacts. Because I get plus five, I have plus five armor class for. The and you hear um, like as the blue flames strike the uh, the plane of force. He curses in some language you don't understand, but you feel like everything shakes a little when he when he curses this language. So that was his turn. Morgan, <laughs> would you like to walk back up to him? To... Yup. Okay. As much as I would love to relocate this situation, <laughs> I think it's for uh, maybe for everyone's best interest that saves Zendlane here. <laughs> and that's another 19. All right. So you turn you know the the different pieces of the manacle and you twist it around a little bit and finally drop the last mechanism into place it falls off and he looks at you for a second and says i'm very sorry and this energy just erupts out so um give me a dexterity oh i'm good everybody? at those everybody uh yeah because everybody's adjacent to him <laughs> okay didn't make that 14 Natural 20 and uh, 26 for total. Nice. I didn't get a natural 20, but I got a 20. Wow. Okay. So, um, does any, what, what all did everybody get again? Five. 26 with, with the natural 20. 14. Um, would anyone like to spend inspiration or grant inspiration to anyone else to, uh... Yeah, Z, take my inspiration. <laughs> all right. Uh, um, seven. <laughs> Damn it, Z. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You did one job. Nice. <laughs> All right. Um, so there goes Garland. Uh, anybody else want to spend one? Yeah, I'll spend mine. I I leap out of the way and try to grab Zen Lane. Okay, you want me to reroll again? <laughs> Seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So save your butt one way or another. Kyra right. was like, Z, I think you should move. So, <laughs> those of you that rolled a 16 or higher, oh. <laughs> um, take half damage. The rest of you take full damage, and the damage is 13 fire and 28 and? radiant. <laughs> is that considered an attack? 
I'm down. Forty-one. I should have used my inspiration. Oh well. I would have been able. I could. I could have survived that without the save. I only have thirty-three hit points, so I'm down. No. Oh, did was... you miss? Did you fail your save? Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh. Okay. I like one point. But it's right, nice because so... she didn't take like sixty-six, so she didn't die instantly. <laughs> she just, was she it, just you said zero. Thirteen and twenty-eight, so forty-one, so twenty twenty-one damage. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch, that hurt. And after, you know, all of this energy just, you know, coruscates off of, you see um, skin starts to, like, roll up over his muscles. And um, I don't know how many of you are, what he looks like after the skin starts to uh, reframe, you know, over his body. He kind of looks like, uh, um, if you know, in the Sentinels of the Multiverse, he kind of looks like apostate once he has skin. Which is basically just, you know, a he's got like long black hair and he's got the black wing. Uh, he immediately looks down and sees Morgan and, oh my, I feel terrible about that. <laughs> so, oh God, <laughs> I feel terrible about that. Let me attempt to stabilize her. And he doesn't. <laughs> he's is a anyone else angel. Going, is anyone else going to, he's, yeah, but he's had a rough few thousand years here. <laughs> Would uh, anyone else like to try and stabilize Morgan? I can try. Uh, I was going to attack him. No, don't attack him. <laughs> okay, you see me, like, gearing up and, like, psyching myself up to attack him. <laughs> and you, like, put a hand on my shoulder. <laughs> so, he medicine check the one where if you roll badly, you hurt them? No. Good, because I got a one. No, this isn't like my Call of Cthulhu doctor when I tried to stabilize someone and I accidentally poked their eye out. Yeah. <laughs> You're better off not seeing that anyway. <laughs> um, would anyone else like to try and stabilize Morgan? Yeah, I'll go ahead and, and make an attempt. Not that I'm great or anything, but it's better than nothing. It's a DC 10. <laughs> see, let's see, let's see. Well, I have a plus two at least, so... Don't worry, uh... I haven't Eight. <laughs> it's all right. Um, Always Zinlane, saving everybody, and now I'm going to die because nobody can stabilize me. Zenlane, are you going to attempt to uh, save her? Uh, I don't think I have anything that can do that. I mean, you can just attempt a, uh, a wisdom check if you don't have this. <laughs> well, let's see if I can. Let's. I mean, let's like. I'm going to stare at the wound and try to figure out how I might be able to patch it up. Um, I got a six. <laughs> All right, so everyone has attempted to stabilize you once. I, I kind of like put my hands on the wound, and you see like shadows like try to ex extend out of my fingers, but they don't actually provide false life to you. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> it's it's amazing because I did not expect to be saying this, but since everyone failed, please give me a death save before everyone can attempt to stabilize you again. <laughs> uh, fourteen. Okay, so you made your first death save. If nothing else, if you make two more of those, it won't matter if no one else can stabilize you. <laughs> I scoop her up. <laughs> scoop her up and I and I bustle downstairs with her. All right. Oh, yeah. Mother Ninra has no problem. <laughs> <laughs> and she, started, she starts poking around the uh, cupboard. She uh, pulls out something that kind of looks like, um, kind of smells like uh, anise, and she pours it down Morgan's uh, throat. And you get back, through. so you're conscious. <laughs> and Mother Ninra immediately looks, killed my boys. 
and he got very sorry about it. Tainted by the void, eliminate that. Understandable, but that computer's gone now. It is, but I will soon need to be leaving for however far I can get. My home no longer exists. I'm called not to be on the mortal plane. Do you have any questions you have of me that I might be able to answer? Can you um, tell me more about this void that you speak of? More important than I that. I don't have actually. any void in me. No, no, yes, you do. <laughs> we'll talk Lots. about that later, Z. What we need to know, because I don't think we have an answer to this yet, is what exactly was released from underground from those sacred sites. I was bound to guard two things. One was the Bleak One, a servant of Erlig. Two was the Bleak Testament, a book of Erlig's power. And <sighs> those were the ones in the first chamber that we found, because there was a pedestal there, right? Yes. And then you were probably up on the wall, or it was probably up on the wall, bound, and you were bound in the room to keep an eye on it. 30 years ago, someone found the ch and made icon the bleak one, the bleak one possessed them. Several months ago, that one returned and came after the, the testament, and I was not able to stop them. And then he looks over at Zendlane and says, there is, at one point in time, there was the world, and then the vault of soul, which would be like an ocean with a thousand other islands within it. Now, after the Soul War, there is the world and the void. That doesn't sound encouraging. Right, so the world needs to be remade so we can save it. There is there is a force known as entropy. Eventually, this, this world, there is a tipping point, and this world has been tipped past that point. Entropy will consume it, but because there can never be a true vacuum, eventually something will replace it. But none of you will know what that is because you will have all been wiped from existence. That doesn't... We have no idea how long that's going to take. No, I mean, I will definitely see it in my lifetime. Which, you know, he, he doesn't laugh, but like one eyebrow kind of goes up like, sure, that was a joke. <laughs> yeah, clearly. So can you tell us or describe for us who it was that was possessed by the bleak one? Oh, there was a woman. Um, she was wearing she was wearing uh, clothing that uh, thick clothing, and he proceeds to what he explains is the crest and the coveralls that the um, that the uh, the sewer workers guild wear. Okay, so it's someone from the uh, sanitary excavators. Yes, there was a woman that had kind of bronze skin, uh, short hair, mainly dark brown, but with some uh, copper highlights too, and. Uh, very bright golden eyes. It was very sad to see her make eye contact with them. Okay, well now we have an idea who it is. Do we know anybody of that description? I just looked at the list. Description doesn't fit anybody else, but... The, um, from, you get, um, I would say it vaguely, not perfectly, but vaguely sounds like, um, like Gina, but Gina is not old enough to have been down there 30 years. Gina have a mother or a sister? Um, well, from what um, everyone else had learned, Gina's, both of her parents are fairly highly placed in the uh, guild. Uh-oh. Mm. <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, uh-oh. Well, maybe also the, uh, it does something and keeps them young? Okay, Sounds like important. we need to arrange a meeting with Gina's parents. Maybe talk to Gina. So, before we let you go, like we could stop you, because <laughs> clearly you said you're leaving. Yes, in fact, I'm feeling the pull to leave the immortal plane as we speak. Okay. So you can't stay and help us take the bleak one down? Unfortunately not. The uh, the binding helped me, but it was on a very uncomfortable path. Okay. Anything with uh, taint, even your friend there that clearly needs to be redeemed, but can be redeemed. We got him. Don't worry about him. <laughs> How do we stop the bleak one? Well, 
probably needs need to uh, trap the entity is a demon that normally possesses corpses, but in this case went into a, a living host. Uh, if you can drive it out and then have some form of soul trap, you could capture it, and then it would once again not be able to uh, go about its plans. Is there any way to destroy it? Mm, that would be the only thing that I know of that harm the bleak one permanently, not just disperse it, would be something forged from before the soul war. Okay. And you notice he is like literally getting transparent. Thanks for the information. Yes, I shall infinitely fly around the void until I feel the spark of the entire universe has gone out and then I will sleep forever. I'll enjoy your freedom. Yeah, good talk. <laughs> so, so now instead of like the the rousing, you know, metal that you hear in the background, it's more like a power ballad that is like sadly playing. <laughs> so he fades the rest of the way out, and in your heads, and Lane, you're hearing should have bound him. I didn't know how. <laughs> All right, Mother Ninra, you wouldn't happen to know where we can find something that was forged before the Soul War. <laughs> and I laugh. I don't know how I would just. Got to check all avenues here. <laughs> she, Something forged before the soul. That was a long time ago. Didn't he say that was a long time ago? Sure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> While you guys are talking, I would like to cast Cure, cure Wounds on myself. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Zen Lane, you know, your your friend in your head is saying, I know. Of, of course you do. Yeah. Why didn't I think to ask you? What? Where can I find a thing from before the soul war? <sighs> well, you'd have to get your friends to... Uh, join me in the fringe for a while do we need their blood again because they didn't seem very happy about that that's only if we're going to forge new weapons if they're going to help me scavenge for uh for ones that were already forged then i just need them to uh poke around the ruins here in the uh in the uh borderland that's the the quick moving place right yes ah i have an idea friends (laughs) sure does it involve blood no no we don't need that this time (laughs) we just need to go to the the quick shadow place and scavenge for some weapons and then we can forge those into no we can find them or use them but anyway we've got to go to my friend's uh my friend's uh uh quick shadow place sure that's all we've got to do no it won't take very long because moving like you know moving around the city is much more much much more convenient is he gonna let us get back here oh i'm sure yeah it's real easy do we have a plan b (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we trap it with a soul trap. You got one of those? EPA to like those. Soul trap. <laughs> I love the realization flying across your face. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's in theory something someone magically gifted and build, but... <sighs> so, uh, uh, Jared, did he say that we could find, like, I'm, I didn't write it down immediately and it kind of left my brain. We could find a a weapon forged before the soul war in the mm-hmm. the other dimension in the shadow dimension mm-hmm. i mean i don't know why we mean soul trap just let's just go to the let's... i mean i would prefer to kill the thing so we could find what a thing? weapon to do that yeah that would be awesome but i don't know if i trust your buddy well he's he's he's, he's been super helpful yeah they sure always are <laughs> like he and i have a deal yeah there's usually that too Mm-hmm. there's always a deal mm-hmm. yeah I mean, I've been making deals since I was knee-high to my mother. I'm pretty good at making deals. How about you make a deal for us? Yeah. Yeah, we could do that. You get him to promise to get us in there and get us back out safely. Or 
he'll have to make a deal with somebody else. So, I mean, you do know how deals work, right? Uh-huh. Like, you get, we are getting something, and we got to give something. I mean, you mm-hmm. got to make sure, okay, just making sure that, that we know how deals Because Some people don't, and some people just expect, you know, just on the giving. Anyway, I'm going to go talk to him, because you all are distracting me. <laughs> and um, you hear the, the voice telling you, I can get you into the border. I can show you where the weapon is housed. But there are remnants of things that have fallen away from the destroyed realities that once surrounded the world. So I cannot promise safety to those guardians, but I can definitely point you in the right direction. And what do you want? I simply want you to be able to help me reshape. And I can't reshape something that has already been destroyed. So you don't need any blood or stuff that they're not going to want to give? No. And even better, come over the border again and visit me in person. Uh I can give you a book that will tell you how to modify this, that will cause them to not have the same deleterious effect on reality. Oh, that's a great idea. So we're, okay, so I mean, all right. So how do we get this? Because I think they're going to want it in writing. They don't, they don't seem to trust you. <laughs> don't worry. I'll, I'll find a way to communicate with you. And <laughs> I, as you I mean, are I know hearing you're, this, I know you're trustworthy. <laughs> as all of you are hearing this, you see, like, like tiny razor marks appearing in Zinlane's forehead, <laughs> saying, I promise to grant you safe passage and the direction to the weapon and safe passage home. The rest is up to you. <laughs> and there's just blood, like, streaming down Zinlane's face after all of this. I don't notice it. <laughs> this has happened before. It's just kind of itchy, and if, if I scratch, it's not good, so... Better I just that out. That's just best, just best ignored. <laughs> what do you think, kids? I think I'm gonna pass. <laughs> well, I mean, if there is help that is needed, and somebody, you know, I can't let Zen Lane go in by himself. I'm definitely going. You don't have to come if you don't want to. It can be me and Z. I won't. I won't blame you if you don't want to go. It's totally, totally cool. Waro's totally up for it. I mean, <laughs> it's. An- entirely possible that we could see the Birdman again if we're lucky. Morgan, you can kind of uh, watch over the location where we go through, make sure nothing weird... Oh, I'm sure nothing weird will happen at all in this situation. Of course. Why would anything oh, we'll just, we'll just pop in, jump across the city a couple times, find a weapon, and then come home. It'd be like going into Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> so what does he want? Your friend. Well, he's, he's just doing this out of the goodness of his heart. Uh, he's much more benef- beneficent than I than I... Then you make them out to be. That's not how these things work. There's always a catch. I mean, maybe maybe your god requires payment. I mean, I know your gods require payment. That's what all those offerings are for. This my friend just wants to help. All look, look. I mean, even the little angel person, even the even the evil angel thing that you freed that wanted to kill me, um, said that the world's going to shit, and my friend wants to do something about it. Your angel just wants to like go fly off into the void. <sighs> All right, so let's do. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, it's really hard to keep a straight face. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm going to stare shadow death in the face, though, I might want to go in with my full hit points. So we can probably arrange. Yeah, Yeah, we can take a a rest that requires a a rest that is still casting us back. (sighs) This is a terrible idea. (laughs) 
It's going to screw us over in the end. It's going to well, bite us in the ass. We'll have to go to a proper alleyway so that I can create a sympathetic connection. Yeah, the, the, we could just right, go right back to the, the alley that we used last time. I mean... Wait, you've done this before? Yeah, yeah. You just... Yeah, I mean, you just kind of bop around. It's, it's super quick. You take like three <laughs> steps and you go three blocks. It is the coolest thing ever. Okay. No, we're good. Yeah, we just got to, you know, watch where we step some. If, if you're stepping forever, you, know, you don't want to step into like a canal or, or off, the, off the... Okay. Important <laughs> safety tip. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's probably best we avoid the edge entirely. <laughs> All right, how hurt is everybody? <laughs> I'm down like a bit. Uh, yeah, I'm about halfway through my hit points. Oh, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor Morgan got like slammed halfway uh, across the attic. I'm down 26? Six, yeah, I'm no, just over 16. Half. I'm down 16. Thank goodness for false flesh. Or false life. Or I, I have mean, 11 hit points, and that's after I healed myself. You can always, you know, take an hour to have some tea with Mother Ninra and spend some hit dice. For yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I think that's up. So Mother Ninra is like, so as I understand this plan, you're going into the border between the void and the world in order to find an ancient weapon that was forged before the Soul War. Yeah, which sums it up. I suppose that's one way to say it, one way to put it. I was just listening, and that's exactly how it was. It was framed. <laughs> it's probably a terrible idea, but it's the only idea that we have. So it's a terrible idea. Tell them that it's a terrible idea. <laughs> it is a very risky idea. <sighs> I mean, I, I I hate to sound as pessimistic as our angel friend, but I mean, everything is kind of progressing towards a state of decay anyway. So I guess it is a matter of deciding whether or not you would want to spend your life happy and enjoying the rest of it or risking it for the chance that you might prolong reality just a little bit longer. And all of you, despite the fact that what she's saying is not all that sympathetic, don't feel too bad right now as she's talking. Like, the more she's talking, like, all <laughs> of your anxiety is just kind of leeching off of you. Right, where's your sense of adventure? <laughs> <laughs> we just got to make sure that we avoid the 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 denizen well, of course oh, yes definitely lives there i don't know if you well there are things well, we, that exist but we <laughs> my, my friend said he's gonna find a way to talk to you and assure you that we'll be able to get back out though so oh, yeah, he did. Really yeah oh great <laughs> it's still like it's going to heal up eventually but it's just like scarred over all these yeah. words on your forehead <laughs> yeah don't look in the mirror <laughs> okay hit dice all right, so we're taking a short rest, mm -hmm. or how do I spend hit? You just tell it how many. Yep. Oh, I see. There it is. Nice. Nine. Okay, so I roll my own dice. Okay, I'm feeling much better now. <laughs> I'm going to spend three of my hit dice and three. Do, I, do you actually roll them, or do you just take that average? I always roll them. Okay. Uh, would now be a good time to take a quick break. Uh, yeah, I was actually just going to say that once everybody gets their uh, hit dice ready to go. So I'm going to grab something to drink. I will go ahead and pause the recording, and we'll start up in about 10 minutes again. Sounds good. Awesome. Okay. Okay, we are back from break now, and um, everyone has been sitting around the table resting up. They feel a little bit better. Actually, they feel a lot better because Mother Ninra's voice just naturally seems to uh, leech all of the uh, anxiety out of you. I mean, comfortably lift all of the anxiety out of you. Yeah. <laughs> And the voice in Zinlane's head is saying, anytime you want, I'll you through that portal. It's not a problem. Yeah, we, we've just got a, you know, there's, there's a, you know, there's a ritual to this sort of thing. 
I know you don't really understand how us humans work, but but you know sometimes <laughs> we need, all of you are hearing Zen Lane saying this now. <laughs> we need to sit down and have some tea before we go off and rush into you know the jaws of death. God, we're all gonna die. <laughs> not if I can help it. We're not gonna die. We just have to be careful and be safe. It's just like anywhere else. I'm, this will be safer than the sewers. Look, I've already been blown up today. <laughs> I told you not to do that. But it turned out to be the right thing now, wasn't it? Yeah, so you blew your, it's not my fault that you blew yourself up. <laughs> and um, you notice, like, you know, Mother, Mother Nindra, Ninra seems like she worries about people. But she also doesn't seem to be upset that all of you get anxious and then calm down again in various ways. Yeah, there's something about her. I haven't put my finger on it yet, but I'm not really trying to put my finger on it, so <laughs> it is what it is. I am. I'm trying to put my finger on it. <laughs> so, now that we're done with the tea, should we go find the right alleyway? Yeah, let's, uh, let's go throw ourselves into the jaws of death and see what havoc we can wreak. <laughs> That's a spirit. We've got to go get Go get go get the the fantastic go get the fabled weapon so that we can fight the evil the, the evil being. And like as you're walking along, the voice tells you, "I'm going to show you what this looks like. You know what to grab." And you see what is a uh, basically it is a a pata or a gauntlet sword. So it is a long sword that is mounted on the end of a you know of a gauntlet that goes over the top of your hand. Nice. So the downside to it is it is not um, it's not versatile like a normal. Oh, okay. it's an exotic <laughs> weapon, essentially. I, it's it's martial. I mean, no, it's okay. So oh. I'm not wielding it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could wield it. Would have to bond with it, um, attune attune with it. Uh, okay. Uh, so where's which alley was it again? No, it was one of the alleys that I've passed out in. Go but on. all right, it's a little hard. Well, that doesn't see. narrow it down. And. Like the rest of you all see Zinlane's eyes like roll back and these other eyes kind of replace them. And he's like, All right, follow follow what I'm what I'm showing you. Go down that way, three blocks, turn sharp left. Yeah, so I've I've just kind of kind of been meandering up to this point, kind of just looking around, <laughs> peeking down alleys, and all of a sudden I've got got this like confidence to my step where I like, ah, yes, that way. <laughs> follow the fresh air. <laughs> And, and when you get to like the opening of this alley, it looks unduly dark for the middle of the day. Of course. Don't worry. It's fine. Not foreboding at all. No. <laughs> We're going to die. Or lose no. our souls. Or both. No, Morgan. Positive attitude. Let's go. So I want to go and I want to like try to remember the motion that the voice did the last time he pulled me through this thing and like clumsily recreate it. So yeah, you. He's like, you honestly, have it open. <laughs> but I'm like parting the veil. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you're seeing Zinlane doing all of this like very elaborate, uh, like Zinlane's <laughs> voguing in the alley. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually, if he takes a step forward, he just kind of yeah, disappears. <laughs> After I make sure I do it just right. <laughs> right. I quickly follow behind as soon as he disappears because I don't want him to get in there alone. And oddly, when Garland doesn't make all of these odd motions, he also disappears as soon as he walks. <laughs> oh, um, who's going through next? I'll be. I'll go right after Garland. I think. Yes, you will. 
<laughs> Morgan stands at the precipice of almost certain death and goes. <laughs> All of your new friends are gone, having walked into the alley. I say this is a terrible idea, and I walk through. <laughs> All right, so when you all walk through, um, Zimblane, you have seen this before, but the rest of you have not. Is the voice standing there? No, you, you oh, don't okay. see him. But... I, I look around, I'm looking around, like when Garland comes through, I'm looking around for him. Where, where are you? see, yeah, and like Garland, actually the way I picture it is you came through so elaborately, Garland is standing like right behind you, and like you're just turning just enough to where you can't see him, and he's like literally right behind <laughs> But, um, Garland, when you come through first, you and the rest of you see this as well. This whole area looks like the neighborhood where you were at if it had aged like another 500 years. Like it vaguely resembles that neighborhood and structure, but things are run down and stone, you know, thrown down to the ground and everything's weathered. But that's not the disconcerting part. There is this odd kind of light source that you can't quite measure in any particular spot. But it's not, it, it's just enough to where you can kind of see things, but not very brightly, and you can't pinpoint where it's coming from. And on top of all of that, if you look up into the sky, there are no stars. There is nothing there. It's blank. Yeah. I like that. And if you look toward the, where the, the docks would be, like the other end of the warehouse areas and everything, the city just drops off. At a... We want to be careful of walking. Is this what you were talking about? Yeah, we're here. This is great. But, like, let's take one small step first, just to kind of show you how it works. And I, like, grab grab the hands. I hold my hand, hold my hands out for them to grab my hands so that we can step together. Oh, and the other other odd thing that you notice, you didn't notice this as much when you were here, Zim, but now that you're talking with other people from the real world, it's the air feels, like, so stifled that, like, sound isn't even barely carrying as much as as you would want it to. You're, you're almost straining your voice to be heard at a normal pitch. And Zindelain's absolutely shouting because he was used <laughs> to like his voice sounding as We're all so, talking like we got the COVID. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. So, um, does anyone take Zindelain's hand? So Zindelain, are you just taking a, a step forward? I want to try to move one block. So you take this step forward and Zindelain, you're kind of used to it. You haven't done it for a while. But you zip forward about probably about a half a block, okay. and then, and Garland, you just feel like your stomach is still back there. Like there's one <laughs> step, and everything just surged forward as soon as you start moving over. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. <laughs> okay, that'll take some getting used. Like yeah, I, I said, like that, that was a small step. <laughs> so okay. at this point, um, a figure steps out from behind the ruins. And Garland, you have never seen before. Then Lane, you have. There is a figure in black armor, but it doesn't quite look like, you know, you've seen some of the nobles in like dress plate armor, and that's like the heaviest armor you've. This goes beyond that. This is like several layers of metal and like very various segmentations, and it's just this elaborate um, mass of metal. And this person is a little over five feet tall. You can't see their face at all. And there's almost like these, um, they almost look like uh, fangs that are forming this face plate, but you can't see past where those are at. So where, where did I see this person before? Oh, this is your, your friend. Oh, this is my friend. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And there is like 
an, an amazing amount of articulation, this armor. Like there's so much metal, but then there's also so many entrances that kind of fold in on each other and allow all of these different layers to still allow this person to move around inside. And you also notice like these very elaborate like runes and carvings all over, very precise all over this uh, this armor. I look, I see him, and I look to Garland, and I look to Barrow to judge their reaction to see if they also see him. <laughs> okay, please tell me this is your friend and not someone that I'm about to have a fight <laughs> with. You can't see him! <laughs> so what do I make of this? Um, I mean, you, you had surmised from these descriptions a while ago that this is this was a Doc Alfar, one of the uh, one of the dwarves that were corrupted during the Soul War, and um, basically were kind of bound, plain in, in between places. And you're absolutely sure of it now that you're seeing the, in front of you. Yep, don't like that. <laughs> this is my friend. He's yeah, gonna help us to an end. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and so. What's funny is now when he starts speaking, Zindlane, you hear him speaking just normal, um, uh, low Avalon common. Everyone else is hearing this very old, deep, rumbling language that you do not understand at all. (laughs) Okay, mysterious stranger. (laughs) Point us to the thing. And he goes... Zindlane, it's very simple. There may be something that doesn't want you to take it because he remembers forging it before he was. So you're going to have to get past him. And you also want to be very careful. And he points around the corner and there is this area of road that is leaning out over the void and it looks like it's just getting ready to fall apart. And there is a tower up on that area. It's in the tower? Yes. Oh, hell no. It's a bit unstable, but I think if you do it quickly, you should be able to recover this in, in, no problem. You What's right. he saying? We were try to say it, we'll stay away from. Wait, what do you mean? What is he saying? He's. <laughs> You're hearing like. <laughs> it's what a language you, we can don't you understand. Clean the cotton out of your ears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you do. Oh, it's one of those. Okay. So there, we've got the. It's a. It's a. The weapon that we're trying to find, the gauntlet with a long sword with a kata attached to it, right? With a long sword attached. Yes. And we've got to go and skirt that cliff edge right there and get into that tower. And we've got to avoid or defeat the person who thinks he created that sword a while ago. And then we're home free. That's it, huh? That's all. Yeah, yeah totally easy. Just make sure you don't look over the edge because it's kind of freaky. It makes your stomach churn a little bit. Whatever you do, yeah. don't look down. Wonder why. Maybe maybe because we're not meant to be here, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well yeah, but we need the we need the we need the the forged the weapon forged before the war. Yeah, oh, this this place does not feel right to you at all. If you have any kind of supernatural attunement, this place is just Zindling doesn't feel it oddly enough. It's almost no, it's like, like mm, he's attuned why. to the supernatural in, different, <laughs> in in a different way. <laughs> all right. So like Zindlane like Take, let's go of the hands and takes like another tiny step to go like a half a block and like watch turns around to like watch everybody else like try it out. So I am going to say because this is in a very precarious area, is Zindling going to go straight to the tower or are you just step? No, I'm just like letting them practice. Okay. <laughs> um. So like not anywhere near the edge. Like just kind of like doing the doing the the tutorial movement um, in this new environment. 
All right. So I'm going to say what is somewhat counterintuitive about this is this is not like muscle memory for moving. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to say all of you that are practicing now, um, give me a wisdom say. Sure. That's my best one. Is there a, <laughs> is there a way to not do that and just walk like normal? Seems really tricky to kind of work around that. Okay. It's almost like your soul is dragging your body as opposed to the other way around. I got, yeah, s- yeah. I got 17. Gotta be a wisdom save, huh? Oh, yeah. Can't be like uh Yeah. <laughs> this is this is not Paro's thing. Uh, he got a five. <laughs> so so yeah, Morgan, you're like very sure-footed. Like you you're just you're willing your soul to pull your body along and you get the hang of this very, very easily. It feels weird but it's easy for you to master. Do I have to rescue Barrow outside of the, out, out, like halfway embedded in here or something? <laughs> Barrow like kind of slams into a wall and <laughs> <laughs> kind of like spins off of the wall a little bit. How did Garland do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Garland, you like look in a certain direction and all of a sudden you are there and it is, you know, it wasn't the direction you planned on going. You just made the mistake of glancing the opposite direction. And okay, okay, maybe we do need to hold hands. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time for these shenanigans. We got to do this. Okay, um, I'm gonna grab their hands and, like, I'm pretty confident that I can step right to this tower, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna grab their hands and I'm gonna drag them right to the tower. All right. So this will help, but um. This is going to be a wisdom check, not a save, but we are going to do this as a group check. Zendlane and Morgan, you both have advantage on All right. Wait, what's the difference between wisdom save and wisdom check? Um, there's there's a few rules interaction. Essentially, 17 again. It's the same bonus, though, right? Um, yeah. The only thing is, is like, if you have a wisdom save, you might get on. Oh. On. So, what so I, don't, I don't get my proficiency. Yeah. No. <laughs> what did Morgan yeah, For get? this one, I made a 19. Wow. I got a 16. Wait, I so you're tw- saying, sorry, go ahead. I got 12. Um, if the proficiency bonus is not included, I got a 14. Okay, is that with advantage? Oh, yes. I didn't roll with advantage. <laughs> just rolled once. Yeah, I still got 12. <laughs> so yeah, all of you, um, ironically, Morgan and Zinlane, who were the, the most confident, I think <laughs> pro- probably I would say because you're overcompensating for the other two, um, aren't as graceful, but all of you managed to just take a few steps and you are at the base of the now don't look over the cliff remember yeah, as soon as Zinlane says don't look over the cliff <laughs> give me a wisdom say <laughs> suck it 23 wow eight for me do you want one for me too yes do it. Oh, okay how do i know that barrel was gonna botch that one i got 10 before i tell anyone the results does anyone want to, to uh, help anyone with their remaining uh um, I can't help. Say I. Uh, I couldn't have been a one, so I could roll it. All right. I'll let Morgan's Barrow... the only one that uh, still has inspiration. Yep. Barrow rolled the lowest, right? Yeah. I'll let Barrow have my inspiration then. I think I do need to pick up the lucky feet. <laughs> a little bit better. I got a ten that time. I was almost a twenty. <laughs> so um, the Zendlane and Barrow, you are technically afraid right now now the first part of this will not be a Ooh, problem i do have advantage against ah, there you being do frightened. you do you do and hear that die just spinning and spinning and spinning <laughs> <laughs> yeah it does take a long time to finish i rolled a one let me re-roll oh, that hey oh, you're triggering you. all the halfling traits 
Okay, that's a 21. All right. So it's just Zen Lane. Yeah. Um, which is ironic because Zen Lane says, don't look over the edge, and then you're the one that looks look over, over the, the edge. edge and, <laughs> and, like the pit of your stomach just like drops. You are technically afraid. So if anything happens while you're outside the tower and you see this void underneath the tower, you will be at disadvantage. And you don't want to go any closer to the void, but that's kind of just logic. So <laughs> you'll be okay like, when you can break line of sight and get in the tower, but right now you're at disadvantage on everything. I take like three steps back and stumble a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. All, All right. right. In we go. That's worse than last time. <laughs> in the, so, into the t- we should go into the tower yeah we should we should go into the tower what order are you going into i go first in case we run into something unsavory All yeah right. i was about to say i volunteer volunteer garland <laughs> My sword is out. um i want to be i want to get into the tower as quickly as possible okay so i'm going to be second i'll be right after him unless uh morgan really wants to go ahead of me no, nope, I just seem to be the one to make up the rear. So, Garland, um, you see this, like, crumbling ancient door in front of you, and it's got a pull ring, and um, you open it up? Yep. Okay. You pull this open, and it kind of falls off of its hinge, and then the door just kind of, like, falls off and dr- falls down into the void. <laughs> Zinlane, you're, you're about ready to, like, lose your whatever <laughs> your last meal was seeing that door fall. <laughs> and I like try to scooch around Garland to get in the door first. <laughs> and um, as soon as Garland sets foot in the tower, it moves. For Garland or for everybody? It just feels like it shifts a little as soon as Garland puts one foot into the tower. Because of course it does. Actually, of course it does. Sorry about that. The dog can't decide no, if he wants to go outside right. or not. Not a problem. <laughs> Do you continue walking in? Yep. So, step. The tower shifts. It doesn't, it feels like it's shifting just a little bit based on your weight. And nothing's giving away per se, but those of you that are like towards the back, like Barrow and Morgan, you can see the tower is ever so slightly just kind of bowing one way or the other as people are walking into. Bye. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I know what a trap looks like. <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> oh. So, Garland, do you uh, continue walking in? Yep. You see stairs that circle around. Up we go. In for a penny, in for a pound. So, so uh, Borrow and Morgan, if you don't go in, you notice, like, as Garland is going up the stairs, it's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> Oddly, Zinlane, you feel better about this than you do looking down at the void. Underneath the oh, this is so much better. This is giving me anxiety. <laughs> I can I can I can tone it down if you want. If you want. Yeah, just a little bit. Okay. I'll have nightmares otherwise. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's kind of reminding me of the. I had a fever dream as a kid after watching one of the Star Trek movies where they're in that like elevator shaft and uh-huh. there's like no gravity. Yeah, I that caused me weird feelings. Oh yeah, I can I can I, definitely tone that back. That's not a problem. I want you guys to be comfortable. Yep. So, um, Garland, you hear a voice further up. And it's kind of muttering to itself in that same language that you heard Zen Lane's friend speaking. Oh, good. Then we don't have to worry about having a conversation because I can't understand him anyway. So <laughs> I don't have to worry about, you know, why do you want to steal my thing? And like, I don't care. Just I'm a kid. <laughs> so um, when you get up there, 
you see this figure that is just like um, armor that is almost exactly like Zinling's friend had, but it doesn't have the the fang looking uh, in front of its face. You can actually see like this ghostly blue apparition of a dwarf's face within this. And when you when you see this room, there is an anvil and a bunch of forging up in this tower. And there are a whole bunch of other weapons. You see the one that was described, but there's a whole bunch of other ones. Okay, then. Uh, Zen Lane, are you right behind him? Absolutely. I'm, like, on his heels, yeah. Okay. Uh, Morgan and Barrow, did you come in after this? Yeah. Um, kind of disoriented, but, like, catch it up with them. Okay. Yeah, I uh, draw my rapier. <laughs> and uh, I am incredibly unhappy right now. <laughs> <laughs> So, Understandable. Zindlane, you actually can understand what this guy is saying. Yeah, what is he saying? And he's basically saying, there's not a single being left in reality who is worthy of my weapon. No <laughs> one is worthy of my weapons. It's sad. But we'll kill them quickly so that they don't need to see the world fall apart. And then <laughs> I will die happily with my weapon. I want to um, I want to speak up and say, I am worthy of your weapons. But who says this? <laughs> <laughs> And like the rest of you are just hearing this. I, Zinflane of the Zinflane of Avalon, am worthy of your weapons. I feel bad too. I did not listen to my great grandmother enough to roll out the German. Otherwise, I would totally be doing that right now. <laughs> uh, so, um, yes, the, this being... I stand shoulder to shoulder with Garland. <laughs> yeah. This uh, this being looks at well. Then, if you are going to challenge me, then. What weapon would you like to use in order to prove your worthiness to me? No challenge is necessary. My worth is obvious. No, it is not. I'll pull my pistol and I fire it at him. Yes. <laughs> All right. So go ahead and go ahead and shoot first. That's amazing. I'm distracting him while he. I'm distracting him while Garland just pulls his shot off. Oh. That is very dishonorable of you, Garland. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh, look at that. That'd be a 23. Ooh, yeah. That'll hit. <laughs> or four points of damage. Oh, not bloody. <laughs> now holster my weapon again. And, and basically, yeah, you, you see, you, you get the feeling that some of the, um, the uh, incorporealness of the dwarf space was marred, but it didn't have the full effect that you would usually expect a pistol to have if you shot someone's face. Well, <laughs> I was... You know, expecting the the shot to go right through him and have him laugh maniacally. And so, you know, win win. They're right there. And he's like, "What kind of weapon is this?" Which, of course, Garland doesn't understand any of that. This weapon is very loud. I like loud weapons. Um, and then, if he doesn't immediately react, I want to I want to advance with my axe. Wait a minute. <laughs> Your friend doesn't seem to understand civilized language, so well, I need you, you to if... be my interpreter. <laughs> If you do not see my honor, then clearly combat is required. No, I'm telling you, I want to negotiate. I'm also a merchant. Yeah, okay. <laughs> if you can talk your friend into giving me his, his, his boomstick, then I will ha- let you pick one of my weapons. I don't know huh. what the fuck this accent is. So I, I like, I take, I, I'm like in the process of taking two steps forward. Um, and, and then as he says that, I turn to Garland. I'm like, oh, he wants a trade. He wants a what now? He wants to trade. He wants your gun. You've demonstrated power, and he's he's willing to uh, and he's, accept a trade. He's just kind of like the, nodding at your gun, like, 
he'll give us the gauntlet sword if I give him the gun. Yep. <laughs> and he like motions, he motions to all the weapons, but then he goes, just need one weapon. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, but how? So, um, how rare are these guns again in setting? In this district, it's not easy to find one. Like. They're not that hard to find. I might know somebody who could get us. Yeah, kind of expensive, but yeah. You know what? I pull it back out and I do the the flip where <laughs> I flip it around so I can grab onto the barrel. And and uh, he reaches out for it and he looks at it and he gets this big smile on his face and he goes, "I'm going to spend what little time eternity has left trying to make better ones of these." Excellent. I I take three <laughs> steps forward and reach and, and grab the. Um, as he's doing that, I reach forward and grab the. Uh, the, the gauntleted sword and say this one this is what we need i'm gonna look the guy right in the eye as he's gloating over my pistol <laughs> and i'm gonna go what, what is your friend saying and i point sword. to the sword that zin lane just grabbed <laughs> and i point to another one he wants he wants a second oh but i said there was going to be one one weapon from my my horde because you gave me one weapon boom <laughs> i'll translate you directly uh, i will translate his words directly <laughs> that thing's worth two so immediately after he says that, I say that 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 weapon, that magnificent weapon, the boomstick, is worth two, uh, two of your glorious weapons, two of your old and dusty weapons. But these are the best weapons ever created. They were. <laughs> <laughs> these he says these are the best weapons ever cre- ever created. That's when I pull out the bag of shot. <laughs> no boom without this. You drive a hard bargain, but I get to pick out the the thing that I give you. Can I translate that for you? Oh, I want a sword. <laughs> Fancy shadow sword. You're killing me. So coming up the stairs, do we just hear like grunts and shouts yeah. and <laughs> a shot goes off and more shouts? Yeah. Like you would if you were in a German shop and someone was negotiating. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Pick one. Show me what you're going to give me. And he starts. He wants, starts look, or yeah. You, he wants to see. He wants it. to see what you're offering. Yes. And he picks up. He picks up a hand axe and he throws it at the wall. It angles off the wall, off another wall, and then back into his hand. Ooh. <laughs> Did you want to make a counter offer? <laughs> <laughs> Hand him the bag of shot. <laughs> All right, now you have to call these weapons by their proper name. Agreed. And he he looks over at the uh, the gauntlet sword. That is the executioner. Perfect. That's kind of what we need it for. And he, and he looks at the hand axe. He goes, "This one's name is Owl." Say again. All after insinuators. This this one's name is Owl. I I didn't understand what you said, but you were holding your ear, which is a universal signal for me to, to say this again. <laughs> Did he say owl? Owl. O-W-L. Yep, O-W-L. Haven't you, you ever seen an owl like swoop down and grab a rabbit and make it back up in the air? And I'll take his word for it. Apparently the, <laughs> the, the, the axe swoops out of the air and picks up mice. We're coming around the corner and this is what I hear. It's the first thing that I hear coherently. <laughs> Morgan, my friend. <laughs> Allow me to introduce you to, I didn't catch your name. Urban Haxon. Urban Haxon. Barfing Nugan. <laughs> Tuck the hand axe into my belt. I nod once to him. I turn to everybody else and go, let's get the fudge out of here. Wait, why has he got your pistol? Because I traded it for these weapons. We don't have to fight him. I'm asking. I mean, we have no idea what we're up against. We fight this. He's partly, my bullet almost kind of went through him. So, but he was impressed with the boom. So, 
Okay, bye bye. And, he, and he, he like waves the gun at you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get out of here before he reloads it and tries to shoot me with it. <laughs> Can we step right out of here or do we need to go back to the alley? Um, basically, the, um, the shifting does not really do as much in the tower, mm-hmm. but you still have to walk to the base of it and go back to the arch that your friend oh, created. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. When you get to the base of the tower, you hear, boom! <laughs> 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 Next time, too bad we can't stay. Bye! And then, and then you hear this, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that guy! <laughs> And a year from now, a bunch of friggin' nasty shadow creatures are going to come tearing out of a rift, all loaded with pistols, and they're going to wreak havoc on us because I was no just good that goes unpunished. That, that, that might be a good uh, product damage. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a good gun for you after, uh, or when you need a replacement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to create you your new shadow deck, your shadow shadow pistol. <laughs> so pistol. Your, your friend is, is waiting by the archway. Was it a terrible, horrible battle? Did did, did my kinsfolk have to be ripped limb from limb? Oh, yeah, I shredded them. I uh, didn't leave anything. <laughs> defer to you. I defer to Garland. <laughs> hey, Garland still doesn't understand what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, I can't answer that because I didn't understand what he said. So. Uh, unfortunately, some of, some of my kin didn't bond with the shadows the same way. And then their souls just started drifting away as, as poor wandering spirits instead of anchoring themselves in this reality. I, I choose not to answer him. I say, these weapons, these are fine weapons. Your kind knows their craft. Now, remember, if you need something augmented or you want something new and impressive, if you can just get me the vials of blood, I can work on these. But we don't need, we just need blood for new stuff. Yes, okay, yes. yes, because I'll be, you know, building from so the beginning. And where's need, your forge? And he, he motions like deep into the city. Ah. Uh. Why didn't we just go to your forge? Are we going to stand here? I don't have, have any weapons left over from the uh... by this rickety bridge <laughs> to nowhere. Can we? Can we? Z? Can we? Oh, do this? yeah. Let's let's go. Like uh, so, I go through and I start parting the veil again with my elaborate motion. <laughs> what are you doing? No, don't do that. <laughs> and um, so, all those of you that saw the ghost. Um, Zindling goes through first, and those of you that saw the uh, the ghost dwarf, you saw um, this looks like what you would expect a dwarf to look like. When uh, once Zindling is through, you swear you see like little tentacles in between some of the armor slits of his friend, which you know, and they they look like tentacles made out of shadows. So you're wondering exactly what he meant when he was talking about you know bonding with this plane to make himself more real. <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> you're pretty sure dwarves don't usually have tiny shadow tentacles nope. <laughs> like granted they're generally mythical in this era but still shadow tentacles would have come up in the myth somewhere <laughs> hey at least it's not Erlig. <laughs> yeah it could be worse um so you're back out in the alleyway kind of floating on a uh, uh on a crate I like Zindlane immediately turns and vomits out of the crowd. <laughs> All right. That was awful. <laughs> hey, Not we made right. it back alive. We have weapons with which to destroy the uh the, the Farfig Newton. The bad man. <laughs> the bleak the nasty. one. The bleak one. Mad, yeah. I have executioner. <laughs> Don't make me pull out the alley. The what? <laughs>
That's gonna be that's gonna be one of my new one of my new favorite things to say when the friggin' brigand is in the alley trying to extort us for something. Don't make me feel. Don't make me pull out yeah. Well, and this hand axe is named Owl. And what's funny, like you didn't notice it when he was bouncing it around the room, but the blade is kind of done to look like an owl's wing. It's of course awesome. it is. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. And now just because I have to, I throw it and I wang it off a wall and see if it <laughs> does its trick. Yeah, hopefully it still works. <laughs> it goes bing, boom, it hits the ground. So, yeah. First off, yeah, this is great. So, <laughs> first off, um, um, shatters into 10,000 pieces. No, it, it, it flies and hits a wall and bounces off and goes into the water. <laughs> this water oh it's can about, i see it about three or four feet depending on where you're at um i'll cast mage <laughs> hand and um can i get some light light anybody, anybody can, can anybody can make light underwater aziz light <laughs> I, I can light a torch but i'm not that kind of cl- <laughs> i'm a sh- I'm, I'm here for shadows <laughs> okay i'm going to catch mage hand and try to like fish underneath there and try to grab it all right so um yeah Okay. <laughs> so I will um I will pass on the stats, but these are actually both legacy weapons. Whew. So they get different abilities over time. Ah. Uh. And as the DM, I will let you know you you do need to attune to them, which is part of why the, the axe just kind of like <laughs> wanged off the wall. There. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> but yes, um, you the um. So is ex- this? A artifact weapon or a sentient weapon? Um, it is. It's a legacy. It's. It's a. I'll explain. Okay, I, I'm just asking because I can't do Pact of the Blade on an artifact or sentient weapon. It is. It's not an artifact. Technics not listed as an artifact. I know that. <laughs> and it's, but, and it's, it might uh, be sent. No. Okay. But um, Executioner is a Slayer weapon, and I will define that. And Owl is a rebound. Like rebound, like he just broke up with his pistol and it's his rebound now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that sums it up right there. Cool. Yeah, the the base level once you're attuned to it, it just returns to you after you, and you're not sure what executioner uh, it's made to, hold, but it is made to kill a specific type. Of well, if I need to attune, I need to attune to it to make it my packed weapon. Mm-hmm. To get my packed weapon. I'm excited. I'm like gonna sw- like after I get the axe, I'm gonna like swish it around and like bang it against the wall. <laughs> yeah, good, excellent balance. So, what would all of you like to do now after your harrowing uh, side journey here? You've you've fought and freed an angel and went to what is left of anything that is not the real world between here and the. <laughs> you've had a, an eventful day so far. <laughs> I told you my friend wasn't pretend. Oh, he's definitely real. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. <laughs> so what's with the tentacles? Tentacles? He got tentacles. He's a dwarf. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I it, never maybe you that. saw his beard? I don't know if you've ever seen a beard before. Hair growing out of your face. Oh, this was definitely not that. I think you're imagining something. I think you are I think you're imagining things now. <laughs> <laughs> oh good. Um so yes, what would you like to do with it? You do still you um the tower um should be almost pumped out by oh really well i think we should i want to take an hour to like okay um where are all you uh, all of you going to uh catch your hour-long somewhere drier (laughs) somewhere nice and dry um Um, should we go back to the valkyrie library or i think i'm gonna go back to the cradle and relax there that might be privacy that's probably good 
Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's about three, three blocks. Of them. You get back to the cradle. Mother Nindra looks at you and says, you seem, all seem more disturbed than you. Well, we did just spend some time on the other side. Oh, I don't suppose there's much left there anymore, is there? Not much. I mean, I only got to look at a part of it, so and, I have no idea how much is left. But And, and you know, Morgan, this is really weird, because this woman seems very familiar with cosmology <laughs> for someone that runs a boarding app. <laughs> Sometimes I really feel like I'm out of my depth with all of you. <laughs> um, Zinthane immediately goes off to, like, a corner and, like, sits down cross-legged and, like, holds the sword, like, kind of in his hands and, like, just doesn't move for the next time. <laughs> yeah, I will uh, spend the time attuning as well. So while all of you are carefully holding your, your weapons. <laughs> so, um, yes, to let you know the mechanical side of um, for right now, until you try and kill, um, <laughs> your Slayer weapon is just, it's just magical. It does not get a, uh, a bonus against them at the moment. Okay, okay. But it is. Um, and it's effectively a longsword? Yeah. And your rebound weapon is considered a plus one or, or plus one hand axe, but it returns to you. While this is all going on, Mother Ninra catches you up on some uh, gossip from the last. Did you hear about the the four uh, the the, the four, uh, apothecary shop? No. Everything that's above water got got completely burned. Burned? Yes. That's not good. What happened? Yeah. Do you know those? Order of Enlightenment people that were coming in from the uh, the northern neighborhoods. They have an issue with magic, and they consider alchemy a form of magic. And apparently, they decided to take it upon themselves to purify our district and set fire to the place. And the Griffins did nothing to dissuade this. Of course, they didn't. Quite, quite upset. I have always been a fan of Brewer's work. It might have been unique, but it was. It was our unique site. Who, who did this? Oh, the Order of Enlightenment. Is Brewer okay? I haven't heard anything about them since uh, since all of this happened. Like, we need to go, like, correct perception. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh... They, and they're not, they don't have a foothold here. They're clearly from outside of our... Yes. And, um... You don't mess yeah. with our, our, this, our alchemist like that. This is what you had heard from, uh, from last time. Originally, the, uh, head of the Griffins in this area was wanting the Order of Hermes to help pacify the area. And and since that wasn't working out, they seem to have reached out to the Order of Enlightenment, which is a very dangerous move because they are very anti-supernatural to the point to where even things that seem like science are scary to them and they would rather burn it to the ground. And uh... So I want to write a note. Okay. I want to write a note to my good old friend at the Rat Vendors Guild, Rat v- Rag Vendors Guild. Uh-huh. And I want to say, if you don't come around, I might have to contact, I might have to utilize my contacts within the Order of Enlightenment. <laughs> How are you delivering this? Signed, Xander. <laughs> Your friend, Xander. Um, I am going to throw, I'm going to wrap it around a rock and throw it through. <laughs> All right. So, um... Obviously, after my attunement. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is everyone doing, like, after this hour and Zinling goes to throw his message through the uh, window here? <laughs> so, yeah, probably while I'm doing that, because that'll probably take, you know, a hot minute. I love my... Oh, this is fun. <laughs> uh, okay, I feel so like, we have... should we... In, should we... 
confront this Order of Enlightenment folks? I mean, we... they need to be told what's up. Yep. So, um, Borrow, are you out somewhere visible to this? Um, I'm probably accompanying Zenlane as he's doing his brick throwing. So, as you're doing this, um, a crossbow bolt hits a wall near you. Okay. I quickly draw my swords and look to see if I can see where it came from. Give me a perception check with disadvantage. Um, oh, that's not bad. Uh, it will be 18. So you see a figure on, um, basically it's on the roof. Um, so let's see, you are by the ragman. So um, yeah, it's on the roof of the uh, the moat house. You see a figure and, you know, they're basically gone by by the time so like you can see that's where they were at but it's kind of back back onto the but you notice the bolt has a note type. <laughs> huh. well that's one way to deliver a message usually the kids are the better better way but I mean, I, I mean as we're out here delivering a message <laughs> <laughs> all right so i pull it down and take a look at it and it says Borrow Broomhill, we have a proposition. We need to settle this open bit of business, and we think we can do it in a manner that will be profitable for both. If you are interested in this business proposition, please meet us two nights hence at the caravan. Oh, those people. Look for the purple feather. Oh boy, looks like I've got an appointment. <laughs> Everything okay? Um, well, somebody looking for some sort of business arrangement. No idea what that means, but... I guess I'll find out. Do you let me? I'm going to try to read it over your shoulder. <laughs> I just kind of pass it up to you. Just uh, whatever. We should probably. Well, while we, well, now that we're now that we've missed delivered our message, we should probably leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad idea. You notice um, there are some more intimidating people that are in the general vicinity of the ragman's shop than has, he's never had these people just like milling around but it looks like he's got some hired muscle like near the shop right now <laughs> and when they hear the crash they start scanning the uh, street yeah well hopefully we got out of there without actually whatever. Ellis alleyway let's go i dressed i dressed as xander anyways so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh-huh. do you all have a place to have to be message delivering um so what does purple feather i mean like i assume we do uh, are we meeting back up at uh uh, where are you all going, Garland and Morgan? Well, I think we should all stick together because, you know. Okay, right, so you're probably just like right around the corner from our <laughs> delivery? Yeah. I would not have gone along for that. Um, I would have been quite upset at Zen Lane throwing rocks <laughs> through a local establishment. But, I mean, I told you what I'm doing, right? Like, we need to get, we need to band together to, <laughs> we need to band together to to oust these these uh, snooty nobles from tinkering with our space. Morgan would be quite upset <laughs> about this whole thing. So well, sometimes, if you sometimes, if you want to share that information with her, that is your call. Some, I mean, if you if you if you yeah, I'm t- I'm, this is my method. Sometimes the end justifies the means. <laughs> I, it, it's not really a thing in this game, but I, I, if I were playing a different, you're saying I had started the clock after you. Uh... <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, um. And Morgan, I was just going to let you check in where you're at. Basically, uh, uh Curate Malgorna is really, really happy right now because you're 
the books, she doesn't know how they got so messed up, but apparently her math was wrong. And yeah, it's probably not going to do them any good to sell off the orphanage. But she is thrilled because she has never seen the profits that come in once the uh, once the kids start working as uh, as boatmen. That's much more lucrative than the uh, messenger service. This might actually mean that that flood season may actually make up for the low income that they generate the rest of the time, a, a lower income neighborhood. She's still very focused on just uh, profitability, but at the very least, she's not trying to hire out the children to any other people at the moment. Small blessing. And um, thing, figure out, but I am going to say, Garland, would you have been anywhere near um, where the tower is being. Yeah, I mean, I could have, like, swung by there a little bit just to check the progress. Very briefly, um, for all of the, um, the the brotherhood of uh, excavators um, that are here, that are pumping out this thing, you see someone in a little bit nicer uniform that has left, and out of the corner of your eye, she looks a lot like um, the description that you got. From- <laughs> I will... Uh... I will linger a bit and try and get a better look. All right. Um, give me a stealth check. I could do that. I could totally do that. I could do that better. But that's a 12. Okay. Um, <laughs> you can always trust me to roll dice low. So, <laughs> um, you kind of follow her around a corner. And you notice, like, she is looking around. And all of a sudden, she steps off into the water and goes under the water and doesn't come back up. How long are you going to uh, watch here? Longer than a normal person could hold their breath. Yeah, upwards of about 10 minutes, and she does not come back up. All right, I'm going to go walk over to that spot, look into the water, see how murky it might be. Uh, When you look, like, around where she disappeared, there's one of the uh, sewer grates that is open. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, I make note of this spot, rendezvous up with the others. Yeah. Um, so, on that note, I think I'm going to call it for everybody. Seems like a good spot. All right. Um, do we have any last-minute things we would like to say, Bob? Um, just, uh, again, it's been a pleasure uh, having a good time with this group and this game, and thank you again for running it. Thank you for playing. Eileen, do you have any last-minute things you'd like to say? Remember, only prevent forest fires <laughs> and gender reveal parties. Yes. <laughs> Where Gator, do you have any wisdom to uh, lay on us here at the uh, end? Uh, the only wisdom I have is that see, D and D can be this ki- this type of game too. This is the most fun I've had play- playing D and D slash pass. So thank you, Jared. Thank you. I I appreciate it. I'm having a lot of fun. <laughs> And uh, Brandon, do you have any last minute things you would like to say? I think I've said it on Twitter, I've said it on Facebook, but yes, I really enjoy this game, and I do <laughs> that Jared is one of the best I've ever Thank you. You, you guys, you, all of you are a great to play with. I, I love all your characters, I love the stuff that you uh, feed me. I couldn't, I couldn't run a good game if you weren't all giving me great material to work with. So thank all of you. Um, if you're listening or watching, uh, make sure that you vote. Uh, Black lives matter. Trans lives matter. Let's just try and turn this year around and not be a shit show anymore. (laughs) And thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this session. Please check out all of the wonderful articles on Gnome Stew, including my review. Additionally, feel free to check out my blog at whatdoiknowjr.com. 
You can follow me on Twitter at WhatDoIKnowJR. Thank you for your time, and I hope you'll be listening again.